This episode is brought to you by Unlax Candles. Feeling like you need to unwind and relax? Well, Unlax is for you. Hand-poured, labelled and packaged with love in small batches from Breezer in New South Wales. Find them online at www.unlaxcandles.com.au or Instagram at unlax underscore candles. Welcome to All Things Small Biz, a podcast to help you take the leap and run your own business from someone who has done it themselves and wants to share what they learnt with you. Hello and welcome to the All Things Small Biz podcast. My name is Sarah Hales, your host, and today we'll be talking about what happens when your business goes viral on social media. Today we'll be talking to the amazing Meg Richards from Cruise Creations, and whilst my business hasn't gone viral, hers most certainly has. But first, as always, we'll bring in Brian for a little chat. Brian, welcome. How are you going? Good. How are you? I am good, thank you. That's good. Any wins this week, my friend? Well, my win of the week was the weekend. Oh, yeah? Good. What happened? Well- I wasn't here. Well, that's not the win. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that was the win. The win was that I survived. Yes. I haven't had very many nights away from my kids, our kids at all. Neither have you. Probably in their their lifetime, I've probably had uh, now five nights away. Yeah, from the maybe. kids. That's maybe six. in four years. So I was away visiting some friends from boarding school and we went to an event and Brian did a stellar job dadding for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting me get away. I appreciated that. I haven't uh, done too many social things lately, so that was nice. That yeah, was good. Business wins of the week. We've had a couple actually. A few more clients on board. Yeah, we do have a few more clients on board. We're actually getting towards uh, capacity at the moment. So, we're putting some strategies in place so that we can continue to deliver because that's what it's all about, isn't it? Like we talk about it all the time on the podcast, you've got to go through that attraction phase, conversion phase, and then the delivery phase, which is normally where you have to ramp something up so that you can continue to deliver a great product. So, we've definitely moved over into that delivery phase at the moment to make sure that we can keep up to the demand, which is a very good problem to have. Mm. Well, it probably ties into our chat today, really, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it does, actually. So, what happened with Meg? You probably don't know, Brian, because you don't really follow a lot of uh, businesses on social media, do you? No, no. So, Meg's a photographer and um, she does a lot of product photography. So, you know, still shots, they can be um, shots of people. And she started making reels on her Instagram and she is quite funny. She's very authentic. Uh, And some of her reels have had millions and millions of views. So, it's not just like she's had the one reel that's exploded. She's had numerous reels that have been seen by millions of people. So, we get right into that today and talk about how that actually uh, affects your business. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, does she say cheese a lot? I don't understand. Well, she's a photographer. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking of that punchline the whole time you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I'm a comedian. You're not really. You're not at all. No, it, didn't, it was a lot funnier in my head than out. Oh, God. So, 
One question that I have is, obviously, once you do a reel and, and you, it goes viral, is that the correct terminology? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. So, then you are not set up to, yep. for, for the effect to come. That could that could potentially be the case, yeah. Yeah, so just say you were um, hand-knitting blankets mm-hmm. and then you went viral and then you had an order for 100. Yeah. And you can only produce one a week. Mm-hmm. How do you let down your customers or how do you then grow substantially to fulfil your customer demands? Well, I think you've raised a really good point. Now, when I very first started business, Mm -hmm. I potentially thought that it would be great to go viral. And I'm not saying that it wouldn't be. But I think that when your business is in its infancy, you maybe don't perceive all the problems that could come with that. Mm -hmm. So, there's two sides to this. The first side to it is that I believe that a lot of people think that if your business gets seen by 6 million people, 8 million people, 4 million people, that you will have, you know, products flying out the door, you'll have bookings galore. It doesn't always happen like that. So, your following could grow from, you know, a thousand people to 20,000 people. You may not see a significant increase in your business to reflect those numbers. So, Mm -hmm. you sort of do have to ask yourself whether or not you're attracting your niche, the people who are your specific customer. The right clientele. Yeah, that's right. And then the second part to it is, is that- it might be all well and good for your business to go viral and you may, in fact, attract a huge amount of business to yourself. Are you set up for it? Mm-hmm. So, when you say that you've got an order for 100 knitted blankets, I mean, there are functions that you can have in place in the back end of your website to not allow that to occur. So, you wouldn't want to accept orders that you weren't able to fulfill. Yeah, You can set up orders for pre-order. You can, you know, have things in the back end that will prevent that from happening because the last thing that you want to happen is receive a hundred orders and you don't deliver on them. And then those people sort of turn on you and, and make negative comments or leave bad reviews or, you know, because that would be damaging, hugely damaging to your business. So, I think that everybody needs to sort of, you know, understand that first and foremost, Going viral does not necessarily mean that you are going to be raking in millions and millions of dollars. And the second thing is you need to take the time when your business is small to really set up all your processes and procedures. So, as your business grows and scales, you can handle that capacity. If your business is growing at a nice, slow and steady rate, you still need to be able to handle the extra capacity. If it grows at a really rapid rate, you need to be able to handle that extra capacity. So, it's probably a a good you know, timely reminder for people to make sure that they've got all those checks and balances in place. I was just thinking a little bit about that, what you're saying. So, the way that I would look at it would be if I had a business that mm-hmm. went viral, Yeah, I would think that there's a lot, of, a lot of wins that could be taken out of that because then you are learning on the fly, you're building and you're, you're creating ways to make it easier to deliver to your customers rather than if your business slowly built up, Mm -hmm. you get set in a way of, hey, this is how I make this and you don't um, 
you're not forced to learn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm by no means saying that it's a negative thing. Like, I mean, if it happens, amazing, so good. But if it hasn't happened for you yet, these are the things that you need to think about. Like, like could you could somebody go to your website and put in an order for a hundred paintings or for you know a hundred knitted blankets, like you said, a hundred pairs of shoes? Could they go and do that? Because if they can, you probably need uh, to change that so that you don't get yourself into a position where you can't fulfil those orders. Yeah, I understand that. Is there any other hazards that you could foresee with your business going viral? Or or you going viral? Well, well, that you know, and now I feel like I'm being negative. <laughs> oh, it's not a negative thing, is it? <laughs> what what I was thinking, like, if you go viral uh, with something that you have to create content for, when your business is um, a production business, mm-hmm. but then people are wanting to see more, like that's how you're creating your your work, right? And then as soon as you stop doing all your Content creation. Content creation. Mm-hmm. The the business drops off. So then you're having to put more time into the content creation to keep the business going, but then you don't have enough time to do the business because yeah. you're doing too much content creation. So what's the answer to that? Or is there an, an easy fix to that? No, well, I don't know that there is an easy fix to that. But something that could be a good fix for that is to make sure that the, cre- the content that you're creating is in line with your business and in line with your niche. Okay. So, if you are knitting baby blankets and you're posting, you know, something that is hilariously funny to, you know, adults who are going out to restaurants and drink, you know, drinking wine, like they're sort of out in the social scene when really your customer might be the mum who is pregnant or having a baby or has Mm -hmm. just had a baby. So, if you're attracting a customer that is not necessarily the customer who would buy your product, then is what you're doing actually time well spent like are oh, yeah. you creating an audience of people who will buy your product or are you creating an audience for the sake of getting the numbers yeah does that make sense yeah i don't know if i answered your question there but no you did you did something else that i thought that you know is just a little bit of a hazard i guess is that you know if we keep going back to your previous example of a baby blanket but if you were to get 100 orders of baby blankets do you have the staff to be able to make them. Do you have the, like the yarn, the knitting needles, like all, you know, all of the oh, yeah. supplies for whatever it might be? It could be wooden signs. Do you have all of the consumables that you'll need to be able to produce those products? Do you have the space to be able to make them? Do you have the staff to be able to make them? Do you have the storage space to be able to keep them? Do you have the stuff to pack them? Do you have the stuff to pack them? So, I mean, it's a good problem to have. If you were to have that many orders to fulfill, Mm -hmm. but if you were unable to fulfill them, it would be a negative for your business. So, it needs to be that balancing act of um, growing, but growing while still servicing your customers well. Okay, Sarah, now it's time for your chat with the lovely Meg. This episode is brought to you by Unlax Candles. Feeling like you need to unwind and relax? Well, Unlax is for you. Hand poured, labelled and packaged with love in small batches from Breezer in New South Wales. Find them online at www.unlaxcandles.com.au or Instagram at unlax underscore candles.
So I know I briefly introduced Meg at the top of the podcast, but I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about her. Meg has an amazing Instagram page. She's hilarious and she is your product marketing guru. Meg, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Could you maybe tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are? Yeah, well, it's great to be here. Thank you again. God, long story short, I originally started um, doing mainly photos with my best friend. So we started our own little business together. And then when we felt that it wasn't suitable to do it as a, a partnership, we both went our own ways. Both the best friends to this day. We both run successful property businesses. So that's kind of how it started. That was all these many years ago now. And then I just had such a passion for it. Originally, I always had creative juices flowing, but I never had the opportunity to use them. So every job I've worked at, it was always... I was in bookkeeping, accounting, admin, delegating, logistics. It was never anything creative. So when I had the opportunity to be creative with my girlfriend, I was like, this is, this is, oh my God, this is actually really cool. I'm, I'm going to keep doing this. And then yeah. that's when I bought my first camera. And then I just, I just kept doing it. And then I had my own Instagram account. I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep this rolling. Kept it, just kept it rolling and rolling and people actually started to like my stuff and then people actually started hiring me and I got my first client and then I'm like, this is actually happening. And then yeah. I was still working full-time for two years doing this on the side. So I was doing weekend jobs. I mainly started doing like family portraits, like, you know, all that kind of stuff because that's the stuff I could do in the weekend and then I would, again, utilize my weekend time to build my Instagram and get creative with things and just make a brand, a cruise creations brand. Because that was what was struggling at the start was who am I, my, my identity. And then, um, yeah, time went on. I ended up quitting my full-time job. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to do it. Just quit. And then just started doing this full-time. And then that's kind of when, when I started doing it full-time, you know, I started it, like everyone does, I started at 1,000 followers, you know. Like, sorry, they started zero. I worked my way up to 1,000. I thought it was the best thing ever. I'm like, oh, my God, 1,000 people are following me. And then I got into Reels, and then my Reels got super yeah. well, obviously well-known. Um, they got seen a lot. My reach started growing. My page started growing. More people started knowing who I was. It's actually like, oh, my God, you're actually a photographer. I'm like, oh, yeah, originally that's what I, you know, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kind of just so like from day one to when I knew I wanted to keep doing it to when I quit my job, my full-time gig, and then I started doing this full-time, I yeah, it's just kind of grown and grown and grown and changed and just the change was just never has been constant for me. So that's, yeah, pretty much long story short. <laughs> Amazing. So, Meg, your Instagram has gone absolutely nuts. You have got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of followers. So, what I kind of wanted to dig into today for small business owners is, yeah. you know, how that happens, what are the benefits of that happening, what's the downside because I imagine that yep. there is a little bit of a downside yeah. and also I think that a lot of small business owners think if my Instagram goes nuts and I have all these people following my page, my business will become really successful yeah. and I know and you know that that's not exactly how it works. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to dig into that a little bit. So maybe could you tell us, first of all, what happened to make your page go viral? I, I just started making reels. And because I originally started making photography reels, like 
how to take a photo. Even then I tried making them a little bit more quirky and then I was watching them back. I'm like, God damn, I'm so lame. And then I watched, I just kept watching reels and like TikToks. <laughs> and I'm like, this is actually so funny. And then I found, I saw one, someone did one, and then I popped a swear word in there as well. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it and just see what happens. And then, yeah, I did this, I did this reel. And then it, it had nothing to do with my business. And the next minute it grew like within a matter of a couple of months, like 11 million views. And then next minute I started getting more followers. I'm like, I'm going to keep this going. Oh my God, this is, this is exciting. And I'm like, every morning I'm like hundreds of followers, hundreds of followers. I'm like, what people actually look like liking this? And then um, I started making more reels and then I just kept posting them. As long as with my other photography work, I was posting images and I was just making more reels and more reels. And then the reach just started, like the reach just grabbed. It's like the algorithm was just like, hang on a minute, people are, are liking this quickly. So, yeah, it's all obviously working with the algorithm as well, which can mm-hmm. change radically. But, yeah, people are liking this quickly. They're commenting on it and they're resharing it. So let's keep giving this account crew creation. Being seen. Yeah, exactly right. So then it just it just kept growing. And then within 12 months, like even from that now to 12 months, like the the tens of thousands of followers that have come every few every so many months you know it just keeps growing because people are just like oh my god this person's actually quite authentic and legit and she's not fake and she's just real she's funny and real and oh by the way i'm actually professional mm-hmm. and i have a professional job at the same time you know and people like and it links together <laughs> and people are like i found you on your reels oh my god i just had to hire you and i'm like that's good in a way i suppose like you're hiring me for you know, my quality of work or you're hiring me for me. A bit of both. Hey, I, I like that. <laughs> me because I'm happy with that. Yeah, people love the sense of humour and the relatability. And, um, yeah, which is what I mm-hmm. – I was like, this is so fun because I've always been a quite an outgoing, funny, like class clown kind of person. So then I was able to make funny videos out of it when reels really took off. And I was like, yeah, this is this is the best. I love doing this. I could just do this all day, every day. But, yeah, that's, that's probably the – yeah, the good thing about it, yeah. Yeah, the authenticity really shines through and I do really get your sense of humour. I find some yeah, of them so yeah. funny. <laughs> when you first kicked off, you know, like what I was saying before about some business owners, I think they sort of think, you know, if my account goes viral, then yes. I'll get all of this business. And it doesn't really happen no. like that, does it? Can you give people like a real honest view of yeah, what Yeah, I mean, happens? it's all good and well that you get – the exposure for your business that's that's great you do tend to get the business but just because you've got so many followers it doesn't mean that you're not struggling with mental health issues it doesn't mean you're struggling with still getting bookings it doesn't mean you're successful it doesn't mean you're winning mm-hmm. at life because you've got followers like the general no. percentage of my followers follow me because of like it's like a tiktok thing you follow someone because you got to watch their videos it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be beneficial for your business because a lot of people don't take me seriously, which is a downfall to it. A lot of people do because they, they understand I'm professional as well, but at the same time, they, they don't take me seriously. They go, oh, what a joke, you know? Why would I hire her when she's just disgusting? And not that people, everyone thinks that, but yeah, so there's like the pros and the cons. And like you're saying, you know, there is, there is cons to it. You have this underlying constant pressure to keep going. You know, you've got this pressure to keep posting mm-hmm. reels again it dropped off the viewing like my reach and engagement for my post photography dropped dramatically because it's just not where my account had led me 
with getting so successful in the real sector. So, yeah, like like straight up, like straight up, it's great. You get this exposure. It's awesome. People see your work. It's, it's great. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you're a millionaire in a mansion posting reels. You know, you still you still got issues. You still got adult issues to deal with. The pressure. You've got trolls. You've got you know. You, mm-hmm. It's it's not all like glitz and glamour. There's a lot of downfalls to it as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And I can imagine that there'd be a lot of comments to respond to. There'd be a lot of messages to respond to. So it it actually creates a lot of work as well. And Jen Donovan, she's been one of our previous guests in episode two. She founded Buy From A Bush Business, which has a Facebook group of over 350,000 people. And she said, it's like being a mayor of a pretty big city. Yeah, yeah, you you are. Like people look to you and then they look, and again, you do your ad workload because you do want to acknowledge people have taken the time because you're an everyday person you you want to acknowledge that you've taken the time to thank people like thanks for commenting thanks for messaging me thanks for being so kind you know yeah 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 Mm, absolutely so meg what would be some tips that you would give to business owners and not well the business owners that i work with tend to often be uh, more service-based business or or Businesses that you wouldn't traditionally see uh, having like a social media presence, mm. but it, in my opinion, it's really important to be visible across all the different platforms. So website, yeah. you know, Instagram, social media, LinkedIn, whatever it is. So what advice would you give to people who were looking to grow their social media accounts? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely suggest Reels. It, it is a good thing. It doesn't have to be... They don't have to be crazy funny and out there. I tell this to everyone who asks me, if you're going to make a, a reel, make it to how you feel comfortable because at the same time, I can scroll through reels just to watch just watch things and I'll see a product or something or something. I'm like, that's really cool when I go into the account and I'll follow them. So it doesn't mean it has to be mm-hmm. like out there if you're following someone for the entertainment aspect of it. You can be following them or create reels your business like reels and videos are where it is just it's going it's going that way it's just yeah. it's it's seen it's, it's visually known now that you go onto your facebook page now and it's just reels and videos so it's really keeping up an appearance and keeping it quite consistent as well obviously it's a massive one and obviously engaging and interacting mm-hmm. a lot like it's hard work like i didn't just you know get followers from doing funny shit like it still takes commitment and motivation and hard work to respond but always replying and engaging as well so it's, it's yeah it's definitely real videos stories engaging really capturing people wanting them to it's wanting to keep your followers you've already got not so much to get new obviously everyone wants to get new followers because you want to increase your reach but it's not always about that as well it's keeping the followers that have followed you for a reason and sticking with that but yeah it's definitely reels whether it's Funny, business-related, softer, more of a vibe, more an aesthetic, you know. And just, again, seeing what's trending as well. Use trending audio. Use things people like because that's more likely to get seen, which sends people to your mm-hmm. page and then to your website. Oh, this is what they do. People do. People have they do have the time to check on who you actually are if they really want to, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, you've said a couple of golden nuggets there, actually. And I think that what you were saying, right, is right at the start with authenticity, like for me, 
if I have to go and put on a full face of makeup and do my hair and whatever, it's not achievable as a mum running my own business for me to be able to do that every single day. So that's not something that I can continually be consistent at. So, you know, if you're not going to be consistent, then, you know, you've got to set yourself up for success. Exactly, exactly. And you don't have to do all the, the fancy things. You don't have to make it all fancy and and transitional life and have makeup and all all the rest of it. It just has to be quite real and quite like like you're speaking to yourself. Like if you put me in front of a thousand people, I'll be like, Eep! you know. And the way I get really, I'm quite like mm-hmm. to be shy. But when you're doing it to yourself, just do it how you want to see it. Like just be real with yourself. And as long you have to be comfortable and happy doing it, otherwise you're just making yourself feel like shit. And you're gonna make yourself feel even more anxious. Like you're gonna completely avoid yeah. that. Absolutely. And what would you say to someone who was thinking that they needed to have like a magic number on their social media for their business to start to grow? Oh, you totally don't. And again, it is you you don't need a bazillion followers to be successful or to be financially happy and stuck with your bookings and whatever you're you're selling the service or you're selling yourself. You don't need a bazillion followers. You just need to be stay consistent and real to yourself and real to your business. Because people you have clients for are going to love you that much. They're going to refer you on to somebody else or refer you on to somebody else because they love you for who you are. And that's how you're going to get business. It doesn't necessarily mean your reach and your engagement has to be done all this on, on Instagram. It just has to mean that they want to come back to you essentially, which then will then keep your business consistent and you will keep growing and then adding to it, you know, and then keep growing your followers as well. It's just a side bone. When you get followers, it's a bonus. It's not. A necessity, it's just a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And the other thing I was going to say is if somebody thinks, like I was the track I was going down before, if somebody is thinking, oh, my business doesn't really lend itself to having a social media presence, what would your take on that be? Oh, I just feel like it's 2022. Like it's just whether you do, you stick with Google ads or Facebook marketing, Facebook ads, uh, Google ads, it, I feel like social media is so important because that's where people go to find you and find what you're mm. all about. Like, yeah, it sucks because a lot of people and a lot of the older generation I've spoken to about it is sort of like, oh, I just can't, I don't have the time for it, I can't bother with it, I don't want to do it. But I just feel like we're in a young person's world. And we're, it, it, yeah, like I said, it's 2022, it's where it is at to showcase your business more so, to be more so seen quicker and to be seen bigger. And it's just a place to send people. And people go, oh, what's your Instagram? I'll check out Instagram. And that's it's automatic, people, these days. Unless you do have big groups on Facebook. Like, you know, a lot of old school businesses do have massive groups on Facebook and they're happy to stick with that. Unless you do outsource different types of marketing, I feel like a, a social media presence is quite important in general for yeah. your business. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to be on there posting every other day, but a presence. It's like claiming your online real estate. It's like when somebody, if somebody goes to Instagram and they're looking for your business and they start searching and they don't find Mm. you, they start to question legitimacy or authenticity of your business. It's like you want your business to be found on whatever platform it is that the people are there are looking, wherever they're looking. I follow this great lady. Her name is, I think it's at Granny Bibbins. And um, she's a grandma in a farming family over in the US and she does some quite funny reels. She had one reel that went viral and has had, you know, hundreds of millions of views, I think, and I think it's so great. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. That's awesome. 
So, Meg, we've covered quite a bit of territory today um, and we'll have to wrap up in a minute. But I just wanted to know what was something that you wanted to continue to learn on your business journey? Oh, God. I want to to learn all of the things. (laughs) Um, Probably more. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, I mean, I am not a salesperson whatsoever. I think I would really like to be able to sell myself better. Um, Maybe Mm -hmm. that's just imposter syndrome. I don't know. I would love to just keep learning more creative stuff. I just like sticking, no, I'm sticking with the trends, keeping it authentic, but just I want to learn more photography stuff. I want to learn way more creative things that are going to continue on in the future rather than the now. You know, you want, you want to keep evolving. So I feel like it's not something I want to learn in particular. It's something I want to keep learning and keep growing with would yeah. be the social aspect of things, the creative, the creative design aspects of things as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I ask that question purely because, you know, it's very easy for people to look at somebody like yourself and like admire what you've been able to do, but we all still want to continue to learn and grow. And it's really nice to just, you know, be able to talk to somebody and understand that they're on the journey as well. We're all on the journey together. Oh, everyone. I don't think everyone, no one knows everything. You gotta just, you're just going to keep learning anyway. And, and then again, in a few weeks time or a month's time, you completely change the direction of what you actually do want to learn. Like it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to, it's a, it's a revolving door of, of change and growth and just adapting and learning as you go with, what, what you want to with what you want to know. That doesn't sound too vague. It might sound very vague, but but yeah, I want to just keep learning um, creative and photography stuff. You know, really keep it real with that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Now, final question: What would be your absolute best small business hack? Oh, hack! <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a time-saving hack. It could be an app that you use. Canva's a good one. I think we all love good, no one loved mm. Canva and good on them people who created that holy moly. Yeah, Canva's Canva's a good one. If you want to get creative with your page, you can Canva is like got that many tools available to help. Like that's definitely helped me a lot over the years is Canva. Uh, and probably it's kind of sounds quite obvious, but probably like industry research as well is a little not a hack, it's more of a helpful yeah. tip. Like if you're wanting to go in a certain mm-hmm. direction, like look at people who Copy them, but see what they're doing. And that's the way you want to go. Like, yeah, just Canva's a good one. Hack reels are a good hack, I suppose. Social media presence yeah. and admiring, following someone or getting a mentor or following someone you admire and working towards that kind of goal yeah. as yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I love following your account and I'm so happy to have been able to have a chat with you today. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Sorry, I tend to dribble on. (laughs) Now, this is usually everyone's favourite part of the day. But today, we've got a change of pace. We do. We have a little bit of an announcement to make today. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave you the drum roll. 
or the oh. trumpeting. Oh, right. Okay. Today's episode, episode 36, will be the final episode in season one of the All Things Small Biz podcast. We will be taking a short break to prepare for season two, and we're also planning our second podcast, which will be called Mind Your Business, which is aimed at the mining and resources sector. So, pretty exciting times around here. We absolutely appreciate you listening, and we'll continue to share our episode for you to be able to listen to and re-listen to old episodes while we take this break and get ready for season two and the new podcast. Very exciting news, Sarah. Tell us a little bit about Mind Your Business. What can people expect to be learning and hearing about in these upcoming episodes? Well, the second podcast will be targeted more towards that mining and resources sector, which as everybody knows is, um, you know, I've been in that industry for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and through the process of this podcast and the course and talking about business, I have welcomed a lot of clients from that area. And we're really talking about how you know, still how to grow a small business or a medium-sized business in that industry. So, we talk about all the little tips and tricks and hacks and how to grow. So, essentially, a lot of the content will be the same. It's the industry that's different and the people that we'll be talking to that's different. So, I, I am sure that our audience will still get loads of value out of both season two and also the new pod. So, very exciting times. Woo! <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's episode with Meg. I hope you got some tips and tricks to take away from this episode. As always, you can jump onto the website www.allthingsmallbizpodcast.com to check out all of our 36 episodes in season one. We love hearing from you guys, so make sure you keep in touch. You can jump onto social media and send us a message or send us an email through the website. And thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks for listening to All Things Small Biz. You can get more tips and find out about all the latest stuff we've got going on at the Ecom Hub on Instagram and Facebook. That's at the underscore E-C-O-M-M underscore H-U-B. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.